All right, everyone. Hello. This is Pat Finn. It is Monday evening. We're putting out the pre-roll here. We're about to put this episode up. A lot's been going on here. A lot has been happening over the last week. Um, and it, we're excited for a few of these interviews here. Bruce Arians just won the Super Bowl. It's kind of a big deal. Repping Jersey, repping York, PA, repping Virginia Tech. Uh, shout out to Coach Arians, becoming the first Virginia Tech alumni uh, to lead a team as a head coach to a Super Bowl. Uh, really impressive performance by his entire coaching staff. Todd Bowles had quite the game plan for the Chiefs offensive front and containing Patrick Mahomes. And Tom Brady did Tom Brady things, and that was that, 31-9. They kept the Chiefs out of the end zone. Pretty impressive stuff by Coach Arians and by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go check out our interview with Coach Bruce Arians uh, from last week. A lot of fun being able to have the opportunity to speak with him and uh, excited and proud of Coach Arians for repping Hokie Nation so well. Uh, On the basketball front, Mike and Ed are always Johnny on the spot with the basketball, uh, Sons of Saturday basketball podcast, but have to give some major props to the men's basketball team uh, for an incredible comeback win against Miami. I know we had an 11-point lead. It got away. It slipped away. You know, road game in the ACC. It's never going to come easy. And tremendous leadership down the stretch. Uh, Well, first of all, Joe Bamisil just had a great game. 11 points from Joe. Justin Mutz almost had a triple-double. And then, of course, Hunter freaking Couture, man. That guy just balled out, hits the game-tying three-pointer to send it into overtime, forces the charge uh, You know when Miami was going for their last shot, and drains his free throws as well. Uh, just incredibly impressive performance by the men's basketball team You know on the road in the ACC with their backs against the wall. No Tyrese Radford, no Jalen Cohn, and we're hoping that Jalen Cohn has a speedy recovery. Um, but just excitement. I gotta say, I gotta say this too. You go on the message boards, you go on twenty four seven, and you're like you're reading the game thread, and we're losing by a couple points late in the game, and everyone is just giving up on the season, giving up on our team. We suck. Blah blah blah. We don't have it. We need Radford back this that and the other and then you know 30 seconds later we tie the game and we win, win the game and everyone who's so 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 negative has completely flipped the script it's just unbelievable uh you know what what people say on the internet and uh the thoughts that people express when things aren't going well um but hats off to coach young hats off to the men's basketball team and everyone involved here um, hopefully we'll be able to get to play within the next week Florida State game was canceled because of COVID. Hearing about positive tests coming out of the Louisville program, which is uh, not good. That game is scheduled for the 13th. We're all looking for revenge on Louisville. Um, So we'll see what happens there. But before we get into these interviews, a couple other quick news and notes. Uh, We have J.C. Price coming to town. This was a big pickup. I know a lot of people should be excited about J.C. Price, uh, he joins the staff from Marshall, um, and he was on that Sugar Bowl team back in 1995. 
but Coach Price is going to be uh, a co-defensive line coach here with uh, Coach Bill Tierlink. And then, uh, so we're excited to have Coach Price around. He is familiar with Virginia, uh, specifically within the Virginia Beach 757 area, Nova, Richmond, and uh, know that this guy's going to fit in well with the staff. Um, addition to that, Coach Lecht is becoming the offensive recruiting coordinator as part of his duties. My email thing keeps buzzing off. Got to mute the computer. Um, Ryan Smith is going to be uh, defensively uh, coordinating the passing game on the defensive side of the ball under Coach Ham, And then um, the entire staff here is going to be work working with uh, Mark Dethorn uh, for recruiting uh, to transition that. Uh, our friend John Yetzi has uh, it will be moving on from Virginia Tech uh, as the director of recruiting. John spent six years in Blacksburg, starting as a graduate assistant and then completely working his way up the ranks uh, to be the director of recruiting at Virginia Tech. Uh, definitely want to give my hat or tip my hat to John, um, you know, as a friend, but also uh, just someone I look up to. Uh, for his outstanding work ethic and his passion and his drive. Uh, you won't meet a more motivated individual than John, and uh, he definitely did some great things for Virginia Tech uh, in his time here. We wish him nothing but success uh, in his future career and uh, know that he's going to do very well there as well. Um, and then, yeah, as far as these interviews go, man, we got two fantastic interviews we'll start it out with some juice we got khalil juice herbert on the podcast talking about his experiences at virginia tech short-lived but i think everyone knows that this guy's a fan favorite as he prepares for the nfl um, so that was a lot of fun and appreciate you coming on juice hopefully we could do it again real soon and then uh, sons of soccer first ever soccer podcast where we kind of you know go a little in depth here but uh you know we did have a great january uh coming out of virginia tech men's soccer in the mls super draft danny Pereira was drafted number one overall to austin fc that is the newest expansion team in the mls so he's the first pick that they've ever put on their roster uh so pretty impressive there and uh, Danny and uh, Christo Strickler, who was drafted by the Houston Dynamo, 30th overall, uh, third pick in the second round. So these guys clearly made their mark at Virginia Tech and are incredible representatives of Virginia Tech athletics. You could hear it in Christo's voice, you know, the passion that he has for his team and the camaraderie that uh, the Virginia Tech men's soccer program has built uh, over here recently so really excited about that and uh, stand up guys and it was great to have Danny and Christo on um, want to shout out Charlie Howe and coach Brizendine for helping coordinate uh, this interview here Charlie uh, was a captain on the team in the early 2000s and if you recall we had him on the podcast earlier in 2020 to talk about uh, the experience of being the director of the uh, golf us open uh, charlie's been at the usga since he graduated from virginia tech um so shout out charlie and then coach briz obviously uh definitely appreciative and we got to get you on soon as well coach briz and then uh people don't know this if they don't know it they should know it um my 
my background is definitely well versed in Virginia Tech men's soccer. My dad played there in the late 80s, uh, was a captain of the Metro Conference Championship team there in the late 80s. Kenny Finn, Uncle Kenny, also played on that team. And uh, a lot of fun memories that I've always heard about from those uh, those teams in the 1980s under Coach Jerry Shanae, who is an absolute legend uh, within Virginia Tech athletics. Coach Shanae actually coached wrestling way back in the day as well. I think he coached the golf team too. That's another guy we need to get on. Uh, Coach Oliver Weiss, shout out to Coach Weiss. And then uh, Kelly Hughes, you guys know Evan Hughes, his dad, Kelly Hughes, and my dad played uh, played ball together back in the day. So shout out to Evan and Kelly Hughes and then the Beesons and Dave D'Amelio and a ton of other uh, Hokie soccer folks. Before we get into the interview, this is important. This is, this is um, we're going to call this segment Recognizing Our Roots. And it's brought to you by Roots Blacksburg. Billy Ray has been in Colorado since, you know, January 3rd. And we haven't seen him on the East Coast in a long time. I'm home. I'm on the East Coast. I'm in New Jersey, you know, holding it down. Some of us need to hold it down uh, in the Garden State. Billy Ray, we don't know when he's coming back. We hope it's soon. We hope he makes his way to New Jersey or Charlotte or Boston or whatever Eastern Seaboard direction that he's going to go. But if you tweet at me, Tweet at me, at PatFin45, hashtag BillyComeHome. I will personally DM you on Twitter a promo code to the Sons of Saturday online store. Again, this is, this is not a scam. This is real. Tweet at me, hashtag BillyComeHome, and we will send you a promo code to the Sons of Saturday online store. And this is brought to you by Roots because Bill's got to recognize the Roots. You know, I know Colorado's a great place. Do a lot of shredding. You know, they had some powder days this past week. They were scuba diving, you know, all over all over Breckenridge. But Billy, come home. We need you home. Recognize the roots. And Roots Blacksburg, we do have some updates from Roots Blacksburg. You know, February uh, is I'm gonna read this. This is straight from the newsletter, actually. This is this is directly from the marketing content. We love this. February is the month of love. Instead of looking for a Valentine this year. We made our own. It's sweet, a little tangy, and perfectly sesame-y. Any guesses? It's the new Ponzu Bowl. We are hype to launch our first ever seasonal bowl today. So this was February 1st. After a ton of taste testing, flavor exploring, and recipe perfecting, we've made a new bowl that truly has our heart. We can't wait for it to capture yours too with its all Ponzu goodness. It's tart, savory, crispy, available for a limited time only. So jump over to Ritz, not Ritz, Roots. Go over to Roots Blacksburg, grab one yourself, let us know what you think, and don't forget to buy your bowl on the Roots app. Use promo code SONSOFSAT. You'll get 20% off of your Roots meal. I mean, that's pretty good, 20%. Uh, Spreading the love on Valentine's Day. If you are looking for ways to spread love in February, use the promo code LOVE on February 14th, and Roots is donating 100% of proceeds to local nonprofits fighting food insecurities. Sons of Ootprosum, Sons of Rootprosum. How do you like that? How do you like them apples? Sons of Rootprosum. We love Roots Blacksburg. Go check them out. Other than that, 
I'm tired of talking. You guys are probably tired of listening. We got some incredible student athletes uh, to listen to instead. So uh, let's kick it over to Juice first and then uh, Danny and Christo. Thursday, February 4th, 2 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. I'm in Breckenridge. We got 14 inches of snow yesterday. Shredded some gnar this morning. Pat Finn is back in Charlotte, um, the Queen City. And we are joined by Khalil Herbert, who is in Florida, probably enjoying the best weather out of all of us. Really looking forward to sitting down and talking uh, about his career and everything going on in his life right now. But first and foremost, Pat Brought to us by Main Street Pharmacy. Please kick us off with a hokey haiku. I think this might be our first hokey haiku of 2021, if I'm not mistaken. But thank you, Grant Watson, for your submission. Here we go with the hokey haiku. Juice joins the podcast. One of the best backs at Tech, Herbert for Heisman. And there you have it. Oh, that's good. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> uh, so, Khalil, what's going on? How you doing? Where's life? Where are you now? What's uh, what's been going on in your life recently? No, it's it's been crazy, but it's it's been a blessing. Uh, you know, since the seasons end up, I came back home to South Florida, uh, so I'm training down here in Davie. Um, you know, I just got back from the Senior Bowl, and that was a really fun week. So, um, just a lot of things going on, just training, uh, getting ready, talking to teams, and stuff like that. So. On, no, on the note of the Senior Bowl, who were some of the guys that you linked up with or what were some of the coaches yeah. that you were working with and what did you take away from that experience? Yeah, so I was I was on the Dolphins staff. So I was I was getting coached by the Dolphins team. Of, you know, Coach Flores and them did a, did a great job of just getting us ready. Uh, we had to learn everything in a week. So it was, it was kind of fun to just see how fast guys learn. Um, but some of the guys, you know, I got really close with um, the running backs on my team. So Ramon J. Stevenson from Oklahoma, uh, Michael Carter from UNC, and uh, Trey Sermon and those guys. So. Uh, just getting to meet those guys, interact with them, just see how they were was really cool. So we'll start. We'll start here at the beginning. Uh, Want to talk a little bit about uh, your career in high school, how you ended up at Kansas, and what you learned at Kansas. And then we'll kind of get into your career at Tech and your recruitment to Tech. Want to talk a little bit about you know where'd you go to high school? Who were some of the big players that recruited you out of high school, and what made you ultimately decide on Kansas? Yeah, uh, so I went to high school in South Florida to American Heritage in Plantation, Florida. Um, out of high school, um, I had some lower level IVs. I had Kansas, App State, um, Wisconsin, Mississippi State. But I really picked Kansas just because it was Power Five and the opportunity to play right away was there. Um, so I wanted to come out of high school and play right away. So and then and then you decide uh, later on in your career for your last year, you want to take uh, take another route and you open a up your recruitment. Yeah. When you decided that you were going to move on from Kansas and explore other opportunities, what were you looking for in terms of, you know, your next stop? And how did that differ from how you looked at recruitment when you were in high school? It definitely differ- differentiated a lot, just especially out of high school. You're looking at the facilities, the locker room, just different things like that that catch your eye. But this time around, I was more focused on um, the roster, who they had coming back, um, you know, if they're a winning program, how many bowl games they went to. And the thing with Tech, 27 straight bowl games, I think everybody was coming back offensively and defensively, except for um, McLeese. 
So just seeing that fit and they needed a running back was a perfect fit for me. So It's kind of interesting to see how differently folks approach recruitment from the transfer portal now than they yeah, do before. And we, uh, we, had Isaiah, we had Isaiah Ford on uh, a couple months ago. And uh, I'll never forget, like his first couple weeks or like his first month on campus, uh, we were all talking about like how we ended up at Virginia Tech. And it was similar. It was, oh, it was Power 5. It was my favorite place. It's where I wanted to go. It's this, that, and the other. And his answer was straight up. He was like, I looked at the roster. I knew I was going to come here. I was going to play. And I'm going to try to break all the records here. And fast forward four years, uh, four years he did all of it. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see how that changes a little bit uh, over time. Yeah, so Khalil, the uh, – the transfer portal has only been around like two years, or I guess it hasn't really become a massive part of college football until recently. Yeah. What was life like in the transfer portal? I know someone submitted this question, but uh, we were curious about asking it up front here. Um, honestly, I liked it a lot more than recruitment out of high school. Uh, <laughs> coaches really can call you whenever, so they don't have to wait certain times. Um, you can take your visits whenever. Um, it's really, I think it's really a lot more straightforward too. Um, you know, since you're older, you've seen what, what recruitment was like out of high school. Um, you know, the things you're looking for as a, as a player and, and as a team, as a teammate. So um, you're able to knock out a lot of the other stuff that you don't, that you, that's not important and focus on what's important. And then, you know, over the last couple of years, we've definitely gotten a few talented guys from Kansas, Ryan Willis, you know, Corey Fuller, before he uh, was at Virginia yeah, Tech, he ran, tra- <laughs> he ran track at Kansas. And then Evan Fares, of course. Um, did you have any conversations with Ryan Willis or did you know Ryan Willis when uh, you yeah. were at Kansas and then he yeah, uh, came so over to Tech? Willis was actually my quarterback when I was a freshman at Kansas. He was a sophomore, ended up transferring. But um, when I entered the portal, me and him kind of talked about it, too. Um, and I knew he had success at Tech, so it's definitely one of the, the schools I was going to look at. But, um, yeah, I, talk, I talked to him about it. He was actually my recruit on my visit when I when I came to visit Tech. So uh, we had some fun. <laughs> and then um, who from the staff at Virginia Tech was the first person to reach out to you when you entered the transfer portal? Do you remember? Actually, yeah, um, Nash. Um, he works in recruiting. But he was at mm-hmm. Kansas with me, too. Um, so just that connection there. Um, he kind of put in the word for me at Tech and I guess had the guys start looking at my film and stuff. So, um, you know, him and Mark Diehorn were kind of hand in hand and bringing me there. So, And then as you kind of went through that recruitment process, what, what what made Virginia Tech so attractive and what made you end up choosing Virginia Tech to uh, to take that one year? Well, besides like the roster and everything, I'd say the fan base, um, you know, I've never been in front of anything like that. So, you know, it sucked I didn't get to play in front of everybody. I definitely wanted to come play in front of that big uh, big crowd and everything. So just seeing that and seeing how they, they react towards the players and how they love the football, um, the team and everything was like a really big thing to me and my family. So definitely wanted to take part in that. We said it multiple times over the course yeah. of the season is how much it would have been great to to be able to see you and this team uh, play in Lane Stadium in front of a packed house. So yeah. uh, you're definitely going to have to come back for one of the oh, games. I'm going to be back. I'm gonna okay. Be back. All right. All right. I'm be back. Um, and it's been interesting, too. I don't know. <laughs> Virginia Tech basketball may be better than Kansas basketball. I don't know if you expected that when you I mean, made the move. <laughs> I've been seeing, though, they, they've been balling. Um, especially this year, they've had a really great year this year. Um, a lot of those guys stepping up and making plays. So I think we're really ranked 23, 21 right now. Well, we had, we had a little bit of a hiccup last night. 
against Pittsburgh. Have a little trouble with Pittsburgh this year. Pittsburgh's been Pittsburgh's yeah. been a little rock in the shoe this year. It's been a little bit of a bummer. But we're sitting at 16 now. Probably bumped down to like 20. But yeah, the boys are playing really, really well. And then talking about your time at Tech, Coach Lechtenberg is like, I remember when he first got hired as a running back coach, everybody was like, oh, this dude with a bowl cut, this guy's not going to be able to recruit. He's not going to be able to coach. What is this guy doing? Why is he the running back coach? Shine a light on who Coach Lechtenberg is, yeah. what role he played in your recruitment, and what you learned from him over your time at Tech. Yeah, Coach Leck, man, that's my guy. Uh, he came out to Kansas, you know, after I visited and everything, came and visited me, uh, came and met me, and we kind of had that one-on-one in person. Uh, but he he does a great job of teaching us everything outside of our position. So learning the whole offense uh, was kind of his thing. Learning just different techniques and learning what the whole offense is doing, I think, helps a lot as a running back, knowing who your linemen are blocking, knowing on what play, uh, what receivers blocking downfield or cracking the safety. Um, just different things like that. He goes into depth and he teaches us in depth. Um, you know, and he's just he's even a better person. Uh, he invites us over to dinner. Um, even before I left Blacksburg, we, I went to dinner at his house. But uh, he brings all the guys together. We have barbecues with them. Um, you know, he's, he's just a great guy. And then what about the talent in the running back room? Um, you know, we got a lot of guys, a lot of young guys, and it's yeah. quite honestly, we probably have more running backs on the roster than any so. other, than other, any yeah. other school in the power five. Who are some of the guys that you're really looking forward to, to kind of picking up the torch and moving forward next year? Yeah, definitely. You know, Raheem Blackshear coming back. That's a big get. Um, Jalen coming back. Um, but I think Keyshawn is definitely going to be that, that, that uh, change of pace back. Um, you know, just here at a different, he has a different gear you could get into. So those three guys right there, and we got some young guys coming up that I think are going to play uh, big roles this year. Um, but, you know, those three guys I think are going to, you know, take, take over and, and show them what BT could do on the ground. So. You alluded to it earlier. You said that one of your goals or one of Lechtenberg's kind of things that he harps on is understanding the entire <laughs> offense and the offensive line play this year was absolutely phenomenal. Crazy. What was the chemistry like with the offensive line? What was your relationship like with some of the guys up front? Yeah. Just talk a little bit about because we haven't seen this in years, and we've said yeah. that for a long time is the production from running back room. Uh, what is that chemistry like, and how did you guys really hit it off like that? I think it really started um, just like winter workouts. Um, when I first got there, you know, I, I got real close with Block, Book, Brock, CD, Lucidus, um, Silas, everybody in the hall, Doug, um, Hud. All those guys. So just I think that that relationship and becoming close with them uh, definitely paid dividends in the back end. But um, we'd always we'd be up there watching film together, ice tub, cold tub, go out, get meals. So stuff like that, um, I think, just brought us together closer. And you could see it on the field. It was a big difference. So, um, you know, I think a lot of guys are continuing that that, that tradition and, um, you know, watching film, cold tub and going out to eat with the guys. So just taking care of them, and, you know, it helps us a lot. So. As you look back at your time at Virginia Tech, what did you take away from it? And obviously, you know, it is a bummer. You didn't get to play in front of a packed house, not your typical uh, time in Blacksburg. But as you look back at this last year, what did you take away from it? What were some of the highlights or what were some of the most challenging parts? Uh, That's a good question. Um, I'd say, you know, some of the highlights are just definitely getting to have a season. Uh, you know, at first I didn't think we were going to have a season. So just getting to play with the guys on the team, um, you know, getting to learn what VT football was all about. Uh, you know, I definitely want to experience the crowd and stuff, but just seeing the crowd, even though they weren't in the crowd, but just on Twitter and how they respond to us after games and stuff like that was, was really nice to see. Um, you know, I think, I think you said, what was the biggest takeaway? Biggest takeaway. 
Yep. Biggest takeaway and biggest challenge, I suppose. Uh, biggest challenge probably had to be COVID. Uh, just, you know, making sure everybody's in the right place at the right time. Uh, making sure everybody's doing what they need to be doing off the field. Um, just so we could have a season and guys aren't missing games. So really focusing on those two things, I'd say were the biggest challenges. As far as uh, your season, Cleo, you had a lot of a lot of great runs, a lot of great touchdowns. Which one stands out to you most as your favorite touchdown run? I'd say the one against UVA. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one definitely. Uh, just because I, I feel like I helped put the game away and put it out of reach, but um, you know I really wanted to help get the cutback. I said it at the beginning of the season, so being able to leave my mark on that game was a big one for me. Yeah, I would say that one, and then uh, the one against Louisville late in the game kind of reminded me of uh, Brian Williams against Georgia Tech back in uh, back in 2000, uh, 2010, but uh, or two thousand nine. But uh, last question here from me about uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, you're going to miss your time in Blacksburg, but uh, what were some of your favorite places to eat around Blacksburg? Favorite places? I think I say it wrong. Mikado's. I think it's Macadoo. Mikado's? Nobody corrected you on that at all? <laughs> Somebody did correct me, and I was, I was looking at them funny. I was like, that's not how you say it. But um, definitely um, <laughs> Macadoo's um, and um, oh, Benny's Pizza. Um those two places I go to a lot. Um, yeah. That's about it. Um, question, another question for you. So we got a bunch of questions and we've always been asked by people, you know, and it kind of, it got, it got me angry at first, but I figured just to rephrase it a little bit. Everybody's like, why didn't we play in the bowl game? Why didn't we play in the bowl game? Why didn't we play in the bowl game? The way I, the way I want to ask you is, can you just kind of go over <clears throat> how challenging it was to get through this season and what that conversation was like yeah. when it was brought up to the team? <laughs> My standpoint from the entire time, um, even before it, regardless of streak, regardless of anything else, the student athletes should be able to make the decision for themselves because yeah. they yeah. have been through a gauntlet and been through something extremely difficult. Can you speak to the difficulties of this season and what that conversation was like amongst yourselves? Yeah. No, nah, it was it was definitely a season like no other. I think we we're going from June, from June straight. Um, you know, we had a really long run. We went ten games, I think, before our first bye week. Um, just a month and a half long fall camp. Some things that I never heard of. Um, so, just putting all all that together, you know, guys beating we beating each other up every week. Um, but it was really, I think, just that ten games and then the bye week. Um, guys were just tired. Bodies tired. Um, really having to deal with COVID too. So, you know, that's another thing you have to worry about health, but everybody was tired. Bodies were banged up. Uh, you know, guys just wanted to rest. Uh, so it's really, really a team decision. And, you know, ultimately some guys did want to play. Um, some guys, you know, were just banged up or really wanted to play. We're going to play even though they're banged up, but, um, you know, you got to think of it as a whole and, you know, ultimately we came to that decision. So, as you look back on this season and spending time with Coach Fuente and Coach Cornelson and Coach Lechtenberg, what do you think really – I mean, you had a good career at Kansas, but you had a historic year at Virginia Tech. What do you think were some of the things that you were able to take that next step in your game to really pop off like that? Uh, I mean, the O-line was really the biggest thing. Um, really just – the offensive situation, you know, we wanted to run the ball. To, we wanted to establish a run game every game we went into. Um, up front, we had the mentality that we're going to dominate whoever we're playing up front. So I just think a combination of those things, um, you know, 
Coach Field did a great job of doing of telling us, you know, control what we could control in every game. We wanted to control the line of scrimmage. Um, so just a combination of those things up front and, you know, the guys up front on the O-line room did a great job. You know, whoever was in the game, they, they'd come in and, you know, it'd be seamless, a seamless transition. So, um, you know, yeah, it'd be a combination of those things, really. And let's move into uh, let's move into post grad here. So who who are you, where are you working out? I know you're in South Florida. Who did you sign with, and who who are you working out with yeah. currently? So I signed with Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. Um, I'm working out here in Davie, Florida, at Perform, this facility called Perform. I'm from down here, so I'm working with the same guys that I've, I've really trained with all, all my high school. Uh, so, uh, but we got a we got a small group of guys, but you know, guys coming in and putting in work. So. And what's the biggest goal or the biggest focus that you're working on right now, whether it's speed, whether it's, um, you know, more X's and O's, what are, what are really the focuses of your uh, workout regimen right now? Well, it kind of changed. Uh, the first month was really X's and O's cause I was preparing for the senior bowl, did a little speed stuff now, uh, here and there, but now, um, you know, combine's canceled. So we got some time to really work in on, on the 40 stuff, all the, the shuttles and the stuff like that, but just really getting stronger and faster. Um, you know, football, I think, takes care of itself. So we do that here and there, but really just getting stronger and faster. Um, you know, yeah, it's really the two main focuses. So before we jump into rapid fire and let you go here, my last question for you. If a team drafts Khalil Herbert coming up here uh, yeah. with the draft, what are they getting from a personality standpoint and from a football standpoint? What are we getting out of here? Uh, getting, a, getting a player that's going to do whatever it takes, you know, to help this team win. Um, you know, whether it's special teams or getting the ball, 20 times a game, but uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help the team win. Uh, you're going to get a big play threat, a uh, leader on the team, leads by example, uh, a guy that uses his vision to set up blocks and help his old lineman uh, create holes. So a bunch of those things. So. So last set, last segment and the most fun segment, in my opinion, we're moving into rapid fire here. Oh, I'm sorry. The second to last segment, we're moving to rapid fire. It's brought to you by the hub. Khalil, you missed out. If you came back next year, you should have checked out the hub. The brand new facility, brand new living space for students. Check it out online. Oh, that was absolutely fantastic. I know you see, you've seen it around. Yeah, I've seen, seen it. I've seen it right? around. Yeah, yeah. You've heard the buzz. You've heard the buzz about the hub. Um, but hey, juice. What is your what is your favorite type of juice? My favorite fruit punch. Fruit punch. I drink fruit punch any time of the day. Uh, it's something I'm trying to stay away from right now. I've really just been on water and then amino acids, but I could drink fruit punch any time of the day. Favorite cool. movie. Favorite movie? Why am I? Oh, Avatar. Avatar is your favorite movie. Avatar. Wow, so that's one of the longest movies, but it's a top movie right there. That's a first. Okay. What about uh? What about running backs that you study or running backs that you admire? Yeah. Or look after, uh, in your so past, I would say Ladainian Thompson. That's part of the reason I wear twenty one. Uh, just growing up, that's the back who I've kind of wanted to be like. Um, who I've always watched growing up. And then currently in the NFL, I'd say Zeke, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, um, just guys that could do it all. So, What is your favorite type of locker room hype music? <sighs> What's on the pregame playlist? What do you got queued up? Let me see. Let me check. Um, we got – Fire Apple Music too. Apple Music. Apple Music. Oh what I just I don't know so we got the game day playlist there's a camera game day playlist um, so you, got, you got NBA Youngboy Meek Mill Gunna Kodak Future Lil Baby 
Um, Major Nine. You got a bunch of different stuff on there. Major Nine. That's a that's a little bit of a throwback. All right. What is your favorite Virginia Tech memory? Favorite Virginia Tech memory. Probably the UVA game. Um, just being able to celebrate on the field. Um, you know, guys drinking out of the cup like no other. When we get back into the locker room, uh, we were lighting cigars and everybody's dancing around. So it was fun. <laughs> The locker room looked like it was quite a bit of fun after the UV. Oh yeah, it was crazy. I was happy for you guys, man. I was happy. <laughs> One of our coaches had a had a Christmas suit on, head to toe, green <laughs> Christmas suit, looked like the Grinch. So it was fun. <laughs> Who is your NFL team? NFL team. Um, right now, I'm really going with whoever drafts me. Uh, you know, kind of <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Nah, really, whoever drafts me is is going to be my team. So. Now, down in Florida, do you grow up a Bucks fan? You know, they do have a big game on Sunday. You got the Bucks or the Chiefs? I got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs, you know. I've been in KC for, for a couple of years, Kansas for a couple of years, so I, I got to go with KC. I just think their offense is too much, too much for the Bucks. So, who you got? I mean, I we got the Bucks. There's this guy that's the best football player of all time that plays for the Buccaneers. So um, yeah, I just the defense is underrated. Former uh, Super Bowl champion with the Giants, JPP. You got Ndamukong Sue. <laughs> they have a phenomenal middle linebacker over uh, from LSU for the Bucks, and they got a great secondary. Nobody talks about the Bucks defense. Bucks got a good defense. They do. They, they do. And they I got just, Cody Grimm. I don't think they can compete with Cody the, Grimm's on the offense. They can't compete. They cannot compete. All right, all right. What about uh, – who's your bat? You got a basketball team? Yeah, the Heat. Miami Heat. Heat? I'm a Celtics. Yeah. You, guys, you guys crushed me. Uh, crushed my soul in the early 20th century. Um, all right, so last segment before we get into shout-outs here. We got letters from the Lunch Pail. These are submitted uh, by fans all around. And our first one, working overtime, submitted the Hokie Haiku as well. Grant Watson wants to know, what was the biggest lesson that you have lost – that you have learned this season? Biggest lesson – um, I'd say control what you can control, um, you know, especially with COVID going on. Um, so you had to be very cognizant of where you are, wearing your mask, who you're around, um, controlling what you control, knowing your plays, knowing what to do on, on this assignment. Just it's something I carried throughout the season and, and through quarantine. Um, you know, I could control how much I work out, how much work I put in, even though, you know, we don't know if we're going to have a season. I can control how much plays I know, even though I don't know if we're going to play. Um, so really just controlling the controllables. Center City Hokies says, what was playing for Les Miles like? <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Coach Les, he's definitely a player's coach. Um, you know, some meetings he'd come in and dance. And, um, you know, it was definitely fun. We, we ran pro-style offense. So being able to get in the eye formation again, and it's been years since I did that. So just being able to do that again was was fun. But uh, it was it was a time. We had fun. That's punch you in the mouth football, Les Miles. Even though the game, it's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of the game's kind of changed a little bit on him, but that's punch. That is that is punch you in the mouth football. Uh, um, definitely. And lead you to the next question here. What is the biggest difference between playing in the ACC and the Big Twelve? I say the speed. Um, definitely in the back end, I feel like the Big Twelve had faster defensive backs, um, safeties, corners, just guys that would catch me on breakaways, but. ACC, I'd say the front seven is definitely a lot bigger, a lot faster, a lot stronger. So those are two of the biggest things. 100SM says, how would you compare how would you compare your experience 
living in Kansas to Virginia. We just drove to Colorado uh, a couple of weeks ago. I didn't hate Kansas. You know, Kansas was sneaky underrated. We went to bed or uh, we, we drove at nighttime with the sun setting in our background. Right? No, we, we chased the sunset. And then the next morning we woke up with the sunrise behind us. Talk to us about Kansas and Virginia and the, uh, the Venn diagram here. Um, yeah, Kansas was fun. Lawrence was a great town, great college town. Um, and then you had Kansas City about 30, 45 minutes away. So if you wanted to switch it up, you had, you had the best of both worlds. But um, no, it was great. They had Raising Cane's out there. I'm a big Cane's fan. Never so. had. Can you give me an what? order? I've never, I've never had it. Raising Cane's. You, uh, you get a box combo. <laughs> No slaw, extra toast. No, I'm not skipping out. No slaw. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, no slaw, extra, extra toast, extra cane sauce. But uh, no, it was fun. It was fun, Kansas. Um, I say the biggest difference was, you know, VT. I think is a little bit more isolated. Um, but as far as like college towns, um, they're both great college towns. Um, you know, I, I feel like they both have their own different food spots. But um, I love my time I built them so. Brandon Stock says, who was the funniest guy in the locker room? <laughs> funniest guy in the locker room? <laughs> Had to be Tink Boyd or Trey Turner. Those two right there. So, they, they got me. I'm, I'm right next to Trey in the locker room. So, every morning, he'd come in with something new. <laughs> <laughs> In terms uh, – but, hey, Khalil, we really appreciate your time this afternoon. I'm not trying to take away too much time in the sun with you. I know you got stuff to do. I uh, just wanted to open it up for you. Shout-outs. Who do you have to shout-out? What do you have going on? Where can people find uh, you? Well, shout-out you guys for having me on. I appreciate you. I've been wanting to be on this for a while. You got to uh, do it again. got to <laughs> yeah, do it yeah. again, You definitely, definitely can. Uh, shout-out, you know, all the guys out there, Tavion, Trey, CD, Caleb, Ty, Tink, Coach Leg, Keyshawn, Raheem, Jalen, uh, Lasitas, Brock, uh, everybody out there getting ready. I thought you were gonna hit the. I thought you were gonna hit the whole roster. I was like, nah, I was, I was oh trying God. to think of some more names. <laughs> but um, you know, all the coaches and, and just Hokie Nation, really. Um, you know, I know guys are out there getting work right now in that cold, cold weather. So you know, I hope you guys are staying warm up there. Khalil, we wish you nothing but the best. Best of luck here coming up. Uh, keep doing awesome things and uh, looking forward to seeing what's next for you. Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Sons of Saturday, Virginia Tech. And in this case, the Sons of Soccer. We are pleased to bring on two of our favorite Hokie ballers, Daniel Pereira and Christo Strickler both who have been recently drafted into the MLS. Danny, center midfielder, number one overall to Austin FC. All right, all right, all right. Shout out Matthew McConaughey. And then Christo, midfielder from Ohio, four-year starter at Tech, and uh, was the number 30 pick to the Houston Dynamo a couple weeks ago in the MLS draft. So we got a little VT to Texas, Austin, and Houston. Christo and Danny, welcome to the Sons of Saturday. Thanks for having us. Yeah, excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So first of all, we'll kick things off. Where are you guys right now? We got we got all three of us, you know, calling in from different locations. Christo, you first, and then Danny. Where are you guys calling in from? I'm calling in from Blacksburg. Good old Blacksburg. 
in my apartment at VT, you know, just chilling, chilling at home. I'm at uh, Austin, Texas, um, just living the dream. Um, I still at the hotel, just trying to get settled down this week, this incoming week. So, yeah, Fairmont, Austin. <laughs> Love it. And Danny, so when did you get there? You get drafted a few weeks ago. How soon between you getting that call and then, you know, you jumping on a plane? Uh, what did that What did that all look like? Well, I got drafted on Thursday. And then on Saturday, they were like, hey, you're coming on Sunday. You're flying on Sunday. So see you Sunday. So it was a quick turnaround. Um, obviously, I was excited. I couldn't wait to be here. And yeah, it's been awesome since I got here. This this is another world. It's beautiful and always sunny, not snow at all, like Blacks are right now. So it's it's so good. here. It's so nice here. Had you ever been out to Texas before or have you ever been to Austin? Nah, it's my first time, so first good experience, loving it. And what uh, what what do you know about Austin FC? It's a brand new team. It's it's an expansion team. You're the first pick ever in the history of the franchise. Um, you know, did you get to talk to Matthew McConaughey yet? Like, what's going on with that? <laughs> I have not the chance to talk to him, but obviously looking forward to it. But um, also, I, I landed in the best position I could have ever been. Like, it's an expansion team, um, new team. Um, they don't have – it's not like they had a bad year before. And they don't have a squad. Like, we're not even full roster yet. Um, so, it's, like, the best position I could have been at. And um, it's, it's just great. Um, we're all new to this. We're all starting from zero. So, it's just, it's just awesome. And then, I mean, you're the third number one pick in the history of Virginia Tech uh, to a professional sports team. Obviously, Bruce Smith <laughs> and Michael Vick, uh, who had great NFL careers. But what is that feeling like, you know, knowing that you're the number one guy and you are the guy here for uh, representing Hokies, uh, Hokie soccer? It's just crazy to think about, like, they're legends. So it's just, it's still hard to believe till this day. But um, just trying to get a little bit of it in my like my my mind that I'm like oh shoot I'm I'm this guy like it's just still crazy but slowly getting into it. So we'll we'll kick things off here from the very beginning because um, I want to hear about your recruitment. You know how did you get to Virginia Tech? What stood out about Virginia Tech? Um, so we'll start with Christo. Christo, you're from Ohio. Uh, what did your recruitment look like? What stood out about Virginia Tech, you know, whether it was the facilities or the campus or the coaching staff, but, uh, you know, talk about your recruitment a little bit. Yeah, so I was kind of really late in the game. I was expecting to play, like, at a Division three school in Ohio, and I just had a really good high school season. That My senior season, I got All-American that year, and I kind of thought to myself, hey, I think I can, I can shoot for, a, like, at a, at, a high, at a higher level. And I kind of just sent out a ton of emails to like 30 colleges and with my highlight video and just my accolades from that year. Thank goodness Briz responded and the rest is history pretty much. But once I got on campus, I like knew immediately that I was going to come here just because the campus was just beautiful. And I was just like, this, this just has a great feel to it. And the campus really played a major part in it. Yeah. That was it. Sold. And then Danny, um, you know, you're from Roanoke, right down the road, 
you know, yeah. I'm sure you had been exposed to tech, you know, at a young age and maybe gone to some camps here and there, <laughs> but what was your recruitment experience like? Well, so I moved to Roanoke in 2015. I had no clue how this soccer system worked in high school. I had no clue about college, but, um, as my junior year, I started getting like a couple of emails. So as soon as I got those, I started getting like looking up stuff about college and all that, and like D1, D2, D3. And then um, I was talking to UVA, but then not, not, it wasn't a very good offer. So then I talked to VCU and I was going to end up going there, but then Briss came out of nowhere, um, showed up to one of my practices uh, in Roanoke. Uh, watched me practice and then two weeks after he gave me a, a nice offer and I ended up a tech and that was it and Danny did now you played for uh is it called uh, Roanoke Star is that the club team down there yeah did you play for Danny Beamer does he run it down there yeah he's the director and he was never my coach but I knew of him obviously he was always there so yeah I'm pre- now I'm pretty sure he's a tech alum and he actually uh he was like on the staff when my dad played at tech in the, uh, in the late eighties. So there's some connections there. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, and then as far as, you know, playing in the ACC, obviously a highly competitive conference, um, you know, at the national level, um, Christo, uh, you can go first here, but you know, what was it like playing ball in the ACC and how do you think it'll help prepare you for the MLS? Yeah. I mean, I remember as a freshman, I, we were played like Clemson in an exhibition match. And I was kind of just like, oh, my gosh, like we're playing against Clemson, you know, like such a great historic program. So it was just kind of cool to like realize that we're playing against like the best teams in America, like Notre Dame. Awesome. Wake Forest. Like it, I think it. I think and Danny, I think can agree with me. Like this is the top soccer conference in in the USA. There was 25 of 75 players were drafted from the ACC. Like. That just tells you how, how like far above this conference is, and yeah, it's just it's just really awesome to be a part of it. Every game is a battle, and each game is exciting. But it also just helps us get exposure, and that helped both me and Danny, you know, make it to this next level. And yeah, I think we both made a good decision to come to play in an ACC school, especially Virginia Tech. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Christo and, and Danny, um, or Danny, you go first here, but talk to me about your development at Virginia Tech. Um, you know, how can you speak to this coaching staff and, and the development over the course, I know, not a four-year career, um, a short career, but, you know, a great career. Uh, what was that development like from when you walked in the door, you know, initially to now? Well, um, obviously, I came straight from high school. I didn't come from, like, an academy, like a DA academy. Um, I came from high school and club, and then um, no one thought I would be this good, not even myself. I thought it was going to be a whole different level than high school. But um, it was a, it was a process, you know, a slow, slow process, but I knew it was going to end up paying off. Um, Ron, which is our strength conditioning coach, he prepared me so much. I never lifted before going to Tech. So when I got to tag, we were lifting. Like, I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? Like, I had no clue how to do all these things. But Ron was awesome. Um, then Briss, Briss, the whole country staff, is they're always there to help you out for whatever you need. So I knew it was going to be a challenge, a uh, whole process. And 
it was up to me if I wanted to do it or not, which I did. And then now, thank God I'm here. So. <laughs> and then Krista, yeah, being a four-year starter, obviously that first time you played Clemson in that exhibition match, a lot has changed between now and then. What were some of the, you know, the main highlights um, over your four-year career? And it's not over yet. We still got we still got the spring season. But what have been some of the main highlights uh, that you're most proud of over uh, over your four years? The one that comes to mind is my sophomore year. We it was it's the Notre Dame game we were talking about earlier. Um, we went traveled to South Bend, and this night it was the worst conditions. It was raining and it was so cold. We were down two zero at halftime, and. Jeff Kinney, our assistant coach at the time, he just had this awesome like pump up speech and we all just got fired up and we came out guns blazing. And before we knew, like I scored two goals, the team, we ended up getting five goals that game, beat them five to five unanswered goals. And that one will always be like one that I'll remember for sure. It's funny. We, uh, I was talking about that game with my dad downstairs probably 10 minutes ago. Um, because he was at that game. He traveled up to South Bend because my brother was on Notre Dame. My brother had walked on Notre Dame and uh, graduated from Notre Dame last year. But um, Coach Briz brought him down on the field, and I think he 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 brought my dad in front of the team or something. Um, but definitely a, a house divided that evening for sure. Um, but that kind of uh, brings me to this next question for Danny. Um, so, Danny – we actually do have a couple connections here with uh, with some of your future teammates at Austin FC. So uh, I don't know if you've become familiar with Jared Stroud, but he uh, he grew up with us here in New Jersey, and I played with him in high school. Uh, was a former teammate, and then John Gallagher was my brother's teammate at Notre Dame, and both of them are going to be your teammates uh, yeah. in Austin. Have you gotten to connect with Jared or John or anyone else down there? Yeah, I talked the I talked to them the most because they're like the youngest compared to all the other guys. So, we're uh, yesterday we went out and, and obviously they had a couple of drinks. I was just hanging out, but um, we went to this brewery and then we we're just hanging out, just talking. Um, they're awesome guys. They invited me and the other rookie that's here, um, just to go hang out. Um, they're awesome guys in the field. They try to put us under their wings because we're the youngies. So. <laughs> They're nice guys. Young and young is funny. His accent is so funny. Um, and then Jared is a stud. He's he's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, you got to tell me, does Jared have a nickname on the team, or does anyone know him as anything? Not that I know of. All right, you're gonna have to just start calling him Jolly J. Um, <laughs> and no one who listens to this podcast knows what that uh what that nickname is but that's an inside joke between me and him so i just started calling him jolly j he'll he'll get what you're talking about jolly j jolly j okay uh, <laughs> awesome so um we'll start with krista here what are you looking forward to most in you know this first step of your professional career i'm looking forward to just like learning as much as i can you know because we're going from college to professional we're playing we're playing against like real men now and we can just have to make that adaptation just this, another transition because from high school to college was of course a big transition but from college to MLS is a big transition so I'm just excited to see like how we're going to learn how we're going to fit in and just you know evolve over these next next stage in our lives yeah 
And then Danny, what are you looking forward to most here? I know you're, you're already there, so you've already gotten to kind of rip the bandaid off and, and do some of the initial things, but uh, you know, for this next step, what, what are you uh, most excited for? Yeah. Like Crystal said, just try to learn as much um, my first year so I can develop at this first year. And then my second year, try to try to shine as much as I can and do really good. Um, I've trained this, this week. I trained it was my first week of training and, it was it was awesome. Um, everybody is just like insane. Um, it's quicker, um, stronger, and you either you either have a bad practice or you have an amazing practice because if it's it's just crazy. Like it's it's just a whole another experience. And um, yeah, just first, just try to learn as much as I can and try to develop. Absolutely. So before we get into rapid fire here, and obviously rapid fire, I'll ask you guys some questions, whatever, you know, kind of first comes to mind, you guys can go ahead and uh, answer. But I asked Danny, had you been to Austin? Christo, have you been to Houston before? Or have you been to Texas? I have never been to Houston before, but I have been to Dallas before. I have a lot of family that actually lives there. So it'd be nice. Maybe if I do end up staying in Houston, they could travel down for a few games and yeah, pretty excited about that. Just to have family closer is pretty nice, and it's always nice to have their support. Yeah, real solid. All right, so we'll do some rapid fire here. We got some Hokie-related questions, some Blacksburg questions, uh, some VT soccer questions, but we will, uh, we'll start with Danny on all these and then Christo. Um, so favorite meal in Blacksburg? Uh, um, little quick D2. <laughs> D2. What? D2. Yeah. All right. Okay. You for breakfast. It, it, it's Max. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Respect. Respect on the D2 hustle. Most people say, you know, Turner or West End or, you know, DP Doe. But much respect to you, Danny, on the D2. What about you, Krista? For me, I don't know. I think this place is relatively new, but my go to spot is Ninja Cafe. It's right on Main Street, a little further down towards like the nicer Kroger, but yeah, by cookout. And I just always get a Poke Bowl there, but I so often I find myself going there. Ninja Cafe. Yeah, that, that's new. I've never heard of that. So like, <laughs> there. what else they got going on there? They got like bubble tea. They got, it's drive through. So it's nice and easy. And it's just quality. It's quality stuff. And a lot of my friends like it too. A lot of teammates you go there and it's just a good place, good food. And nice, healthy alternative. You always, always know what you're going to get when, when you go there. And that's what I like. Consistency. Oh, yeah. um, best Virginia Tech memory off the field. Two. Um, I don't know. So many. Um, we went to that. Uh, what's that? What's that river we went to, Christo? Oh yeah, we went. Um, this this I could also attest to this one. This one is also a great memory. But we the tubing at at the New River. Yeah, yeah, the whole, you, yeah. You can go. It's just it's just a great time. It's a fun time. Yeah, we usually get the whole team to go at the same time. So all of us will come with numbers like twenty five of us get the two <laughs> jump in, and then just kind of float. Float down the float down the river, jump off the rocks at the end, just kind of horse around, have fun, and that's what 
that's what we love about our team. We're just super close, love doing everything together, and we're all just best friends. And that's what made like we have so many memories just with stuff like that, just with mm-hmm. the team. You know, the New we're River. Always, yeah, the New River. river. Junction is is the best too. I mean, you go down there on a summer day, you get your tube, you bring your cooler, you have some fun. It's 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 a great time. Can't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, who was your favorite club team growing up? Club team? Yeah. Um, Barca. I've always, I've always been a Barca guy. I don't really watch soccer, but <laughs> I always Barca guy. Doesn't watch soccer. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know it's weird, but I just I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so you're a you're a Messi guy, not a Ronaldo guy. Messi's the goat for sure. Krista. Um I I kind of supported Man City when I was a little younger and then I kind of just shifted away from like not supporting any team and to this day I still don't really support any team but I always watch soccer. I love watching soccer. So I kind of just really like certain players to watch and my favorite players right now I would say are like Harry Kane and Son Heung-min. So on Tottenham striker duo love watching them and so yeah love that i wasn't sure if you were going to say columbus crew <laughs> no not i don't i don't watch mls too much to be honest um i mean i'm gonna certainly start watching it a lot more but i am a, i am a big columbus crew fan I always went to games um yeah I, they do have a special place in my heart you know they were they were the team back in like I guess it was like the early 2000s yeah. when Brian and, McBride. And that stadium was like the first ever MLS stadium specifically for soccer to be built. So there's just a lot of history with the club, and yeah, big fan of Brian McBride. Brian McBride's the man. Scored a lot of head balls. They yeah. also were just rocking the you know like the mustard yellow uniforms. It's, it's oh yeah, <laughs> can't beat it. <laughs> awesome. Um, Locker room hype music. Who is on your pregame playlist? Uh, I'll 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 hop on. I'll, I'll have the ox, um, every once in a while. Um, but I'll I'll, I'll say our song is "Bump It Up." <laughs> that song just gets us going. It has three, so yeah, that's our song. Krista, do you agree, or you know, I, I do have to agree with you. That song will totally get us going. But I actually like when Danny hops on Ox. He'll put on the, his, like, Latino <laughs> music, you know, and kind of throw in a different vibe there, which I enjoy, too. And, <laughs> but I think another artist that we all love is Juice World. I think, I think he has some pretty good songs that can pump us up a little bit. So, yeah, I like Juice World a lot. Favorite win in your Virginia Tech career? I know we might have already talked about it. Um, Louisville, um, this past season, um, we were in a bad streak of tying, of losing in two ties, and then we just needed that, that dub against Louisville. It was OT, OT dub, and it was just a banger from Lava. It was just the locker room. We just went crazy. We were singing, jumping. Um, so probably, yeah, that's, that's my favorite dub. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, any overtime win, I think that might have been our my only overtime win that we've had. But yeah, that one was just can't really be compared to either because of like the situation we are in. 
and just how hype it was when it when like when, when Labo scored that banger. Oh my gosh! It, I don't think I've ever celebrated like more hard and enjoyed a celebration like that more than anything else. So it was it was awesome just to be a part of that. We all like went into a big dog pile and <laughs> so much adrenaline. But it's just one of those things you don't really remember, but you still like just cherish those moments because so much was going on at that time. And yeah, it's a good pick, Danny. Thanks for helping me out. <laughs> <laughs> and then last one before we roll into letters from the lunch pail. Um, Super Bowl today. Buccaneers <laughs> or Chiefs? Danny, who you got? I got I got um Buccaneers. I want Brady to be to be the GOAT. So yeah. I I agree with Danny. I, I want I would love to see Tom Brady get another Super Bowl ring like because I think he's already proven himself but like just to keep going like like it's just like certified like goat status you know like he's wild just for making so many Super Bowls yeah he can he has like other 20 years to win another Super Bowl so (laughs) (laughs) so we will finish up here with letters from the lunch pail, it looks like we got three letters. So we'll do letters from the lunch pail, and then we'll do shout outs. Um, so, and letters from the large lunch pail are brought to you by Sharky's Blacksburg. Taylor Kasky says, how do you guys feel Virginia Tech prepared you to play at the next level? Um, tech, I, I'll say um, Tech is all about uh, work rate and how hard you work and practice and uh, if you're willing to put in the work in games. Uh, we might not be the talent, the most talented team in the league or in the NCAA, but if we all grind and just put the work in, we'll definitely come out with good results. So uh, I think if you put that in your life, not just soccer, I think you're going to be a very successful guy. Like even if uh, like you have an internship or something, I don't know. Um, I think that's how it prepared me, at least, that if you're willing to put in the work, um, good things will come. Yeah, um, for me, um, that's one of the things. So when I came to Tech, like one of the things that really brought me here was the sense of like chemistry that the team already had. And everyone was so welcoming and like we're all brothers and we're all best friends and Knowing, knowing that we just want to fight for each other and we'll, we'll die for each other on that field. And I think that just helped us, you know, to our success in so many games, just that coming together and just always putting the best for each other. And it's created that mentality that me and Danny now have to take into the MLS. And we're going to be fighting, putting our all in for, for, for him, for us and me, for Houston. And yeah, I think that can really take us a long way. It's, it's pretty special, and it seems like, you know, even over, like, these last few years, Coach Briz and, and the folks have really put together a culture that, you know, like the team chemistry is there, the culture is there, the environment's there. These guys have each other's backs. You look to your left and your right, those are your brothers, and we're going to go out and win some, uh, win some games. So love to hear that, and I know that's, uh, that's a great re- recruiting pitch for, you know, the hope <laughs> come here. Um, so next question comes from Kevin Finn. He says, congrats on the VT to Texas MLS movement. Both Houston and Austin are being run by NJ soccer legends, Tab Ramos and Claudio Reyna. 
I would like to ask Danny and Christo, what is it like getting to know these soccer legends? Yeah, I, I met Claudio like two days after I got here, and he's he's such a goof. He's uh, he's awesome, um, and I mean I think just knowing that he thinks you have something in you that that like he thinks you have potential, and he's such a legend. Like he played at City, like he he played for the U.S. Like it's just thinking that that person believes in you for your program not just a club, which is a it, uh, for his professional MLS club is something huge and a responsibility. And yeah, I just, I just think it's awesome to think about it that way. <laughs> yeah. For me, um, Tab Ramos, he's just super nice guy. Every conversation I've had with him has been really great. Um, and Danny even told me, I think you talked to him before. He's just like, I've only heard good things about him. And it's nice to know that, I mean, he was also like a crazy good striker, soccer player back in the day. So I think that like coming into Houston and hopefully being like coming in as maybe a goal scorer or that, you know, more forward position, I can learn so much from him because he was kind of that same position. And I think I could, yeah, just learn a lot from him and improve my game and no one better to learn it than from Tab Ramos. So yeah, super excited. Tab Ramos uh, was an inspiration to me when I was a little kid growing up playing soccer in New Jersey because um, he played for the Metro Stars for a little bit. We went to we went to hundreds of Metro Stars games and then Metro Stars turned into Red Bulls and we, we saw hundreds of Red Bulls games too. Um, but Chris, I got, I got to send you a, uh, a link to a, a movie called Soccer Town USA. It's um, it's about Tab Ramos and John Harks and Tony Miola on the Carney team uh, growing up in the 80s. And it, it's a cool documentary. I'll send it to both of you guys. But um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm, I'm sure if you mention it to Tab, he'll be fired up about it. But um, one, of our, uh, one of our family friends produced the movie and uh, we're fired up about that. So I'll get that over to you guys. Um, last question here from T00SM. With more Americans playing well abroad, do you intend on playing in Europe eventually? If so, which leagues do you think you'd be interested in? Um, well, obviously, for now, it's just re- I'm just really focused on MLS and Austin. I'm not really thinking about moving anywhere because I just literally just got here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I think that... Um, Eventually, who knows? Like, I, I, it's hard to answer because I, I just want to be focused on MLS. I don't really think about the future like that. Uh, but I mean, I like I like to play for Dortmund in Germany. Um, they have a crazy program. Um, they always bring like gems from like kiddos that go places bigger than Dortmund, and their fans are crazy. The stadium is crazy. Everything's crazy in Dortmund. So I think that's my. That'll be my goal, my final goal to play overseas. Yeah, uh, for me, yeah, I'm also just focused on my situation right now. But um, actually, I've, I mean, I've been invited to Philippine national team camps in the past, and I've been kind of working with them this this year. It's hopefully try to get my passport so I can go over and play some games for the Philippine team, but. I think there's also opportunity in Asia, you know, maybe Japan or China or Southeast Asia, Australia. Like, 
I mean, if the opportunity presents itself and maybe I get scouted over there to play in one of those leagues, like I'd, I would totally be open to that. But um, right now I am also just focused on my situation here. And right now I'm actually just focused on the college season <laughs> right now. But um, we'll see what happens. And you never know what the future yeah. holds. So Eyes on the prize. Stay focused. Stay focused on what's in front of you. Um, you know, a lot of opportunities to play the beautiful game anywhere in the world. But, uh, you know, we got to focus on on uh, this ACC season here. And uh, and then we know we know what Danny's focused on, too. Austin. So, uh, fellas, this has been a ton of fun. I've really enjoyed this uh, this session here. But um, we got to finish things out with shout outs brought to you by the Chesapeake Center for Complete Dentistry. All right. Who are we shouting out, Danny? <laughs> um uh give a shout out to Kyle Stencil and Danny Stark. Um they're they're my boys at tech. They're all my boys, but I've talked to them a lot this past week. So yeah, they know what's going on. Love it. Um shout outs for Christo. Um let's see. I'm gonna just shout out VT Men Soccer, you know, love all those boys to death. And I'm also going to shout out my Montero family from just the Philippines and that are here in America, just our whole clan. I love you guys. And thanks for all the support. Fantastic. Well, guys, this has been a ton of fun. Best of luck, Danny, uh, getting your, getting your feet uh, settled there in Austin. Christo, best of luck this season here in the spring before you go down to Houston in May. But uh, other than that, thanks for joining. We'll talk to you guys soon. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, what you're thinking Please don't go to sweat again Trash my friend's place Wake up the next day And do it again And all that she said is And all that she said is Enough to reach out to you Take a hit, it's the